What is going on, everybody? It's just Jimmy Leonard here today on another podcast. Uh, there's a lot of uh, material that's going to be probably happening here on this podcast, more or less pertaining to sports, because there was a lot of uh, information that dropped and probably broke the internet three different ways. And in a sense where there has been some changes that happened in the NFL, as well as the NCAA tournament, or excuse me, NCAA football, and even you can say the tournament as well, depending on what tournament you're looking at at least, as well as some some games happening with an NBA and NFL and um, college basketball and women's basketball, and as well as gaming. So let's begin. It's a little bit of a segment with gaming and pertains with PlayStation. There's not a lot of PlayStation news to put out there, at least. Only the thing to probably mention about is that there has been some leaks that has been mentioned about the DualSense V2 controller. Now, of course, we had had the um, DualSense controller out for a while, and it's a pretty good controller considering the fact of how it has been throughout the past years. I mean, if you look at Sony's controllers throughout the years, it's pretty much especially 1, 2, and 3. They kind of have, and you can kind of throw in four a little bit. They have pretty much the same design in there. I say four kind of sort of the same, only just because of the fact they have like a little uh, touchpad. But the whole core controller scheme of it all is pretty much about the same. Versus when you go to the DualSense, it's a whole different ball of wax. Considering the fact that it uses the entire controller, not to mention the controller is differently shaped. And, you know, you having this new idea of DualSense instead of DualShock. Because DualShock, all that was, just like any other controller for any game system, it's just more or less a vibration. Here, you got that too, but then you also got that feel of the outside of the controller. And I believe we talked about this a little bit before for this controller, seeing as that they have been adding more features to the controller to have more haptic feel and more uh, gameplay style to it. Uh, this is control has been reported to last about 12 hours of battery life and i'd be the one to say at least with the dual sense control i have the slightest clue how much battery life is on the first one um it lasts a long time but see i guess where i'm sitting at um sometimes i <laughs> one two things one i forget that the controller is still plugged in with the charger so you know i don't probably go like far away from the screen you know what I'm saying? Like, if I was in my living room, of course, I would probably will be taking, of course, the plug off the controller and sitting down in the couch. Um, but right in the room, I'm like, I mean, I'm not that far from the TV. So, I mean, especially where the system's at. So, that's why I kind of always don't pay attention as much with the battery life like that. But it's also a very crucial item to have because some people don't want to be cord. I mean, of course, <laughs> I can hear people saying, well, Jim, it defeats the purpose of being wireless. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> it's just always just been something that's just, I just had it there and I just didn't think much of it. There's times I will take it off. If I remember. <laughs> so uh, I did the same thing with the PS3. I mean, I could go far back because, of course, the PS3 was the first system, at least within Sony, that allowed you to do wireless controller. Not saying that is the first time they've done wireless controller. Um, I mean, I've had wireless controllers with like the PS2. So, you know. It was a different story because, of, in fact, that um, I remember it was Mad Cats um, is one of the brands. I don't even know if they're still making anything these days. But that was the biggest third-party selling product that was out there that had controllers like that, which overall was a great feel. But it also had, like, you put this USB. Basically, you put the, I don't know if you want to say it was a USB per se, but it was in the slots where you would put your wired controller at. 
Well, instead of having the wire control, you would actually have that piece just sticking out from the PlayStation 2, and then, bam, it witnessed the whole wireless connection. So, you know, yeah. See how far we have come throughout age, people. It's crazy, right? So, and then ever since then, with the PS3, they just, you know, made it wireless, which is great, right? So, a little fun fact there. But uh, in any which case, that is one of the um, leaks that was out there as well, so... That's still coming out the monk a little bit in terms of information pertaining the controller. Um, so it's supposed to be really revolutionary for it. Um, it's listed so far as 90 bucks, which it's obviously a little bit more expensive than the first controller, but these controllers anywhere are not cheap anyway. It's just as bad as the games. So um, it's supposed to come in the coming months, but we don't know exactly when. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, so uh, definitely be prepared for that as well. Um, so, and then the other one in terms of gaming too as well, we go back to Nintendo a little bit. Nintendo, as we mentioned before, has some leak that came out about the Nintendo Switch 2. Obviously, this is something that they probably, I mean, like anybody, would have liked to have kept this under wrap and put it out there when they released it. Well, People just still keep on coming out there, just digging and digging and digging. Couldn't just wait until they make the official announcement. But there's been more release of some leaks happening for the system, as into when it's actually supposed to be released, uh, month-wise. Obviously, from the last time we talked about it, we were thinking it was coming out this year because that was what it was rumored to come out this year. We didn't know exactly what month and end or day, but for sure we knew about the year. The month of this is supposed to again this is just a leak gossip now you ask so everything's subject to change who knows but as of right now they're slating to have this nintendo switch 2 out in september that is the month again slated possible maybe and you know whatever is that's the month that they're thinking that that's pretty much coming out that's supposed to be launched as they happen to have leaks about it um this is what's coming from um ai shark um formerly known as game shark but this information was coming from ai shark as well so um i don't know how credible that may be but that is one of the information is there now like i said before it depends on if you're willing to get it we don't know exactly the information and of course if this is possibly the month when could we possibly hear any type of information about this we could probably see it in the next month or so um it's probably the latest probably uh well i was gonna say e3 which may they rest in peace with that company because you know hey had a long run but we'll get back to them in a minute but the fact is that you know uh nintendo happened to um you know usually have like the summer game fest you know they usually happen over there nintendo usually happens to have some information that's out there for games so yeah that's kind of how that works in a sense so um yeah that's um so we we don't know we could probably hear within the next month heck we could hear it this month who knows but that is the rumor slated month to come out for it as well. So whether you have the first version of the Switch, the Nintendo Switch Lite, or the OLED one, depending on when you got any of these Switches. Um, yeah. And like I said, mine I had since back in 2018. It was pretty much months before Super Smash Bros. Ultimate came out. <laughs> dare, I, <laughs> dare I say... <laughs> 
when they showed the trailer for that game that year, I, that was the real reason why I got the Switch. <laughs> there was other great games too as well, but that pushed me to go get the Switch. Cause I was like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, when you come with it, I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, when you see that E3, um, or more or less the Nintendo Direct that happened in 2018 when they made that announcement, you'll know why. I mean, it crashed, it just, it just was like, whoa. <laughs> it made you say, okay, we're getting this now. Like literally the next month I went and got it and I was like, I'm set, I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's again a rumor. Take it with a grain of salt. That's pretty much what's slated to happen there so as well. I'm just as curious again that the Nintendo's even coming out with a second version fully of a Switch. It's just it's so great on its own right now. Other than adding OLED and doing the whole Nintendo Switch Lite, I mean, it's still a great overall system. So I'm curious what they build upon the system. I'm curious about that. But I did mention a little bit with E3. I know this is some real late news as well too as well. Some past news that's pretty much already has been mentioned anyway about E3. That E3 was officially dead, um, and, and it, it was it wasn't really not a surprise even before the announcement they made because E3 has been off and on anyway, and I think a lot of it changed ever since the pandemic. Um, ever since the pandemic, literally 2019 was probably the last legit E3 that they had. Um, and I know Microsoft was over there, Ubisoft. I know Sony wasn't there because in 2018, <laughs> ironically, right, was the last time that you probably saw them up there because Sony, you know. <laughs> As always, uh, Sony always goes above and beyond with their press conferences as well. They did a pretty good job, especially when they were talking about The Last of Us Part Two at that time frame there. But ever since that point of year, Sony just said, nope, we're just going to do our own thing. And so over the time frame, that trend has followed a lot. And it made sense because for any company, they can easily just do this themselves. Seriously, they can't. What, what's not stopping them to make their own press conference? You see, Sony's doing State of Play still. Nintendo even been doing Nintendo Direct. The only thing, really, the whole the whole gist of it really was because it gets to add a lot of showcases of the games that are coming out, and you can get like instant feedback and everything like that. Really, because other than that, they can literally do this themselves. I mean, geez, they could put demos out on the game consoles, and people could just go in there and just download themselves. And if they want to hear comments. They still have forums. Forums still a thing. You know, that was definitely the biggest thing, obviously, in the early 2000s. But it's still a thing. And plus, people can still read texts and everything above the yard. I mean, social media is all over the place. Twitter, or excuse me, X, um, is the um, is another source as well. People put their comments and two cents in there as well. So it, it made sense. You know what I'm saying? I know for E3, it's been around for a long time. And that was one of the biggest key events especially for anything electronic through the year i have yet to have ever went to e3 and obviously not now <laughs> so um you know it was a cool little thing that they were doing with it um and you know there was some great moments obviously that happened when they made announcements of certain games that also again broke the internet mind you but it was still a good time to watch and showcase and get hyped for it i mean you're talking not just the big companies but you even had other ones as well indie games as well getting showcased as well so um but like when nintendo back to them a little bit was that they also have like the nintendo treehouse and they were doing that back in like the wii u days 
and you know they were always showcasing that as well so but still nintendo can still do their own thing and so that's what happened after that and so again with the pandemic happening at that time frame it kind of shattered a little bit of everything really and kind of rattled the whole entire space time continuum <laughs> may i say because nothing has been the same since so um um but they definitely took a big toll on that because again their biggest output is having actually people in there you know what i'm saying but again as i said before with these companies they can easily just do it themselves and they can just sit here and just show us what we want and be done with it that's it really and so that formula has been around for a while and obviously sony again kind of sort of you can say led the charge on that um by just dipping and just doing it themselves and some did stay for the ride and to think that 2019 was the last time you know what i'm saying it's funny because i talked about that on one of the podcasts actually it was my earlier oh wow yeah you really think about that wow yeah that's crazy because it was my year in 2019 october that i we were talking well a little bit earlier than that because some of the videos was on youtube but you know i talked about it around that year that's crazy that's when the podcast was out yeah fun fact there kids yeah 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 long time long time crazy so anyway <laughs> um when it came down to it that's what happened there and again there was rumors talking about that in 2020 well 2020 straight up just said no 2021 so like maybe but they said no 2022 another maybe no and last year forget about it and then they were saying okay we're definitely coming back the next year which was going to be this year right <laughs> nope they canceled that one completely as well. So, kudos to E3 for what they were able to do. I mean, obviously, they obviously paved the way, and a lot of people were able to do certain platforms on their own and make even other platforms. Like I said, Summer Game Fest. You know, that's, in a sense, a reincarnation of E3, even though it's not, clearly. But that's also one of the biggest places that you will see a lot of announcements and a lot with gaming as well. So, yeah, and then of course they have other places too, because again, E3 is Electronic Ex Expo Entertainment. Electronic Entertainment Expo. And so that's why it's called E3. So, but the thing is, is that there was a lot of companies, I think recently they had something where they were showing on technology, like with the cars and everything like that. How like Sony had like a car that you could control with the controller and whatnot. Uh, so, things like that. So. May it rest in peace. May it rest in peace. It, 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 it was around for a while and well known for about more than two decades. So, and it started, it's kind of crazy. It started back in 1995. Now that I think about it. Yeah, it's, it started that long ago. And yeah, gaming magazines, trailers, you've seen it. Even if you walk into GameStop and they have a TV, they would not only talk about that too. And especially with G4, they would talk about it on there as well when they have their own. Um, conferences there as well so it, it was all over the place it was it was so i just thought i'd put my little two cents into there again like i said this is old news meant to get to it kept forgetting <laughs> so but that's pretty much about it for the gaming section of this right now and after that we're gonna talk about some sports and man there's a lot of material a lot of teams key figures everywhere in between that has just been making moves and grooves and booms <laughs> check you out in a little bit
And we're back. Now into sports. Again, as we were interluding to into the segment here, there's a lot of information and a lot of material that's been moved around here within the sports. And I'm talking specifically with football. And this goes for both college and NFL. How about that, right? It's kind of crazy, right? So, let's see if we pick a poison. Let's see. let's do a coin toss like they do in there. Uh, even though I don't have a coin. I don't have a coin. So let's just imaginarily just think of a coin flip. Heads, uh, NFC, AA football. Tails, NFL. Coin flip. NCAA football. Let's go with it. <laughs> so with the NCAA football, there's been some announcements that has been made. First and foremost, let's just start with the fact that they had the championship game for the national conference for the football game that happened on this past week on January 8th, where it became between Washington Huskies and the Wolverines of Michigan. Yeah, well, you know, I was thinking it was going to be a tighter game, um, but it kind of, sort of, kind of, maybe, eh, not really. So the fact is that it happened to be 13 and 34 as the score. And 34 being that Michigan won that game. And I was sitting there watching a little bit. You know, Washington still, you know, looked all right. But the, the, the Michigan is just, that was a juggernaut team. I mean, they came in there, coming in with the offense. Defense was just straight up stopping the offense. I mean, homie couldn't even get it in there. Phoenix Jr. couldn't even get a toss out there at all to save his life. And it was just getting marked around. I mean, the first quarter was 14-3. and Michigan second quarter was seven to three. I mean, Washington happened to get a touchdown a little bit in a field goal by Wolverines, but then you know, the third quarter both was literally doing just field goal attempts, which they happened to both get three points on both sides. But then the fourth quarter, I mean, Michigan just took it away <laughs> 14 points added into that score. So it was a wild game, at least for Michigan. So they've won their first ever championship game here, and both teams get, get, get Washington credit. They've never been in that spot before either. Again, we're used to teams like Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, you know, just to name those few. You know, we look at teams like them that have been there quite a few times as well, whether they won those championships or were runner-ups in some cases. But to have these two teams up there, and who I was rooting for? I mean, I was rooting for Michigan. I mean, that was that was a tough – that was a – tough squad there throughout the season they were pretty consistent even mind you through all the controversy that was happening for that team and i mean you get you could put this on the record book for that i mean they were going through so much between the coach coach jim happened to you know um you know get suspended for some illegal stuff that was happening with the uh, recruitment i believe and then i think he got suspended again if i'm not mistaken um, but as definitely was towards the end of the season, like the last games of the season. And they said, okay, well now you can come back for the postseason." I'm like, okay. <laughs> and they just destroyed it from there. So, and you know, things like that with the players too. I mean, they had some injuries that happened as well. Um, one of their linemen, one of the biggest linemen happened to get injured, um, into the regular, from the regular season. And, you know, they still prevailed. I mean, they were going through injuries, pushes, trials, and, everything in between and they still was able to get that win so for the harbor on family they happen to win championships their dad happened to play for western kentucky not play but more or less coach western kentucky won a championship his brother happened to win one for the ravens 
Uh, dare I hate them. Um, and then now he got one, two as well, you know, so good for him. I mean, coming from Stanford and then playing, um, coaching a little bit into the NFL as well, like San Francisco, you know, and then turn around and go to Michigan, right? Go over to back to the alma mater and, you know, make it a big name if they haven't already been a big name into the football scene of NFL, um, NCAA. So that's huge. It really is huge. But with all great fun comes to an end, comes the drama. And the drama of that being the fact of a lot of changes that's been made into coaching for certain teams. Um, just technically one for right now that is, <laughs> you can really say it makes a huge shift and impact into the NCAA football and how we probably watch it moving forward with it. Not saying that this coach is that one, I mean, he technically is, but the fact is that that coach it's a well-known coach and what this coach was able to do for this said team for so many long years um it's just going to be an interesting process going further here and without further ado of this individual being nick saban yeah uh the news broke out and i want to say it had to be probably wednesday when this news broke out and i was just a shock i mean i was in the gym you know i was pumping iron you know so, you know, slight work you know slight work but not to brag or anything like that but you know what i'm saying but when i looked up and looked at the tv screen i just saw that being the headliner that evening and i was like what i didn't think that was going to happen i mean considering the fact that again him coaching alabama this season after they were going through some struggles just game game wise and you know being i believe they were eight c before they somehow miraculously yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't go as far as say miraculously because it came down to skill and coaching and i say that because again they were going against georgia and georgia was consistent throughout the entire season until up to the sec championship and guess what alabama just came in there and just mowed grass on them because i was like dang just like that i mean again this team was going up and down throughout the rankings and you guys have been just up there you know for a while and they took that one l and they won that championship so much is that they made them get into the fourth seed of the um, national conference for the football um, championship. So I was like, wow. And so that's that's huge, even though that was the fourth seed. But yeah, now, granted, of course, they went to against Michigan. And of course, I was rooting for Alabama on that Rose Bowl game. And uh, they, they put up a fight. I'll put it like that. But I didn't think he would actually sit there and, you know, possibly make that, you know, his call. But some coaches, you know, you know, some would do like a farewell season. Some, like him, would probably just say, no, just call it what it is now. I mean, granted, they won the – people forget, too, because he won SEC championship this year. Granted, it wasn't the, the big national trophy. You won that, you know. Not saying that he can't do it again. I mean, clearly he could, <laughs> you know. But to go out like that with that – at least for the SEC, that's still huge. Now, of course, there's many reasons as to probably why he did, and I think he has to fully, if he wants to, you know, probably at some given point in time frame, who, who knows, he'll probably put that hole out there, you know, for that reason. Having said all this is the fact is that it made a big void into this space. I mean, you're talking especially with the SEC, being as that that was still the leading co biggest conference that's happening, especially for football and competitively too as well and rivaling something like georgia yeah i mean you could probably ask kirby smart and them they're probably like man i mean hey 
You can't. Nick Saban could be saying, "Yeah, in my last game, I happened to beat them." You can't. You can, they can't face them now. They could face Alabama, sure, but they just can't face underneath the coaching of Nick Saban. See, this is a different feel with that. You can face the team; they're going to be there. But the coaching and how everything was before people made transition moves and whatnot—it's a different feel for it. And so I know people were making jokes about the fact that you know Georgia was having it was Christmas Day for them as well, and probably most so is because I don't know what that may mean for Alabama right now um, considering the fact of them losing such a key big piece like him I mean it was so bad at the moment too was that I think it was a wide receiver his first name was CD yeah not like like CD Lamb kind of thing but I think it was either CD Williams if I'm not mistaken I could be wrong but I know his first name was CD but it was a five-star recruit right he was a five-star recruit wide receiver that was supposed to go to play for Alabama but decommitted because Nick Saban was retiring. And I was like, <laughs> it begins. <laughs> so we don't know exactly who is going to be staying, who's going to be doing transfer pools. Clearly some who been was playing this season might try to just say, screw it, just go into the NFL. But <laughs> that's going to be a big shift. I mean, the culture of the football down there for Alabama will be still there. It's just that the biggest part of it all is the job coaching of that said team right and what nick saban was able to bring culture wise into that team and well known for the team you know what i'm saying so that's that's where i'm getting at with that you know what i'm saying um that's huge i mean that's really 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 huge so um that's how i see it as with that so from what taken from what that is now of course recently from days later is the been the conversation of who was going to be the next coach obviously right and um you know who would have known exactly who could actually fill in that spot because that's a huge spot that really is it's a huge spot to replace for someone who brought all that in there and all the pressure and everything that comes around there um left and right so um <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 the crazy part for it. So I who knows, right? There was coaches about um, was it landing from uh, Oregon and whatnot, but they actually came across a coach who they actually said they were gonna pick for this season, or at least for the next season. And well, <laughs> ironically, it's no other than the head coach of Washington, Kellen DeBoer. And which is a shocker, by the way, because of the fact that they went with that whole squad and coaching and whatnot and led themselves into the, the national championship game. Surprisingly, which was very interesting from Washington that they let him go. And I guess money obviously was involved. No one probably wasn't trying to come up with a contract like that at the time frame. And I'm like, Washington, bro, you would think you try to keep him. <laughs> Um, you know, just because of that as well, and somehow they slept, and they might pay the price on that one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, they won the Pac-12 championship and making that move right there and there. So, yeah. So that's gonna be a very interesting move there. Exactly how they're gonna go about, you know, the whole, you know 
culture and everything and how they're going to shift with all that, it should be very interesting to say. And that's going to be an interesting challenge for Alabama. I mean, they've been riding on easy street for a while, sort of these last two years kind of maybe was a little bit of a dog fest, but now they now have some kind of, of a challenge now to see what they're going to do in SEC. Of course, as I mentioned before, with some players making transfer portal moves, who knows? Um, again, they can still go to Alabama. You know, I still want them to succeed by all means. Um, you know, it's a, one, one of the college football teams I actually followed growing up too as well. And of course, you know, eventually a lot of it was with UNC, but that was what was happening there. But don't sleep on Colorado. That's another team right there. Granted, that's still over at the Pac-12. But some of these players might try to make that move over there. Especially with Deion Sanders having what he was doing over there in the season two as well. You know? You can only go from up from that point. So there could be some moves and it'd be a very interesting college football season coming up. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see how this works. I'm, I'm intrigued by it. And we'll see. Um, you know, of course, throughout the season, this is all happening even way before uh, the draft and whatnot and stuff like that. So we'll see how all this may go in terms of players that might try to stay. I think the quarterback for Texas, he said he decided to stay back to play for Texas. So, hey, you know, anything is possible here out here. So it's going to be a very interesting season going in there as well. But the train keeps continuing as for coaching, and this more or less goes into the sense of the NFL as we transition into that a little bit. Um, there was about at least two coaches. One coach that made an announcement earlier before the other coach, and pretty big key, feature, fe- key, features. <laughs> key features in the NFL. Though, the only difference is that the other coach has a different title, per se, in this case. One coach is retiring, the other one isn't. But the one coach that's retiring is Pete Carroll from the Seahawks. Um, I pretty much seen Pete Carroll probably as long as I probably was a kid, and he was coaching over there with the Seahawks as well. I mean, granted, he was able to get them a championship too, and that was great. You know what I'm saying? Um, especially underneath, especially Russell Wilson when he was playing over there at the time. But, you know, ups and downs throughout the season. Granted, they were pretty solid. It wasn't like they were getting like 1-17 in 17 or 16, whichever the case may be. But, you know, they were pretty up there in terms of having some decent records up there. But I guess he just hung it up. I think he was like, I know Nick Saban's like 72, but I think he's up there as well, like 72, I believe. Maybe somewhere around that age. It was interesting, you know, talk with that, you know what I'm saying? I know, you know, they put out a letter and, you know, obviously it's one of those things that come in a deep, you know, reconstitution and everything in between and about the players as well that's playing over there. So that's a vacant spot there for Seahawks. As for the whole NFL in general, there's been coaches that have been let go and been fired. I mean, you talk about the Falcons earlier in the season, you had the Panthers coach clearly getting fired. I mean, you asked for that to get fired. Then um, Patricia, right? He pretty much stepped down away from Washington. So there's been a lot of shambles happening in the NFL so far. Uh, but he's won. Unfortunately, you know, he retired. And I was like, dang, that's a that's a that's a end of an error there for that. But the train keeps coming, people. Because the favorite team, probably the most probably if not second most hated team in the NFL, I quote, 
Yes. Facts, you could put that as a fact. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's an opinion. My opinion. The second most hated team would be the Patriots. And thus being that, I would say, Bill Belichick retiring. More or less, not retiring, but leaving that spot from the Patriots. I could say retiring from the Patriots, but he's not officially retiring. But the real world is he left from them. You know, um, that's huge. Um, even though ever since, even with Tom Brady leaving and he went down in a Tom, um, Tampa Bay, I was going to say Tampa Bay. <laughs> um, it hasn't been the same since. I mean, they had players, they had Ezekiel Elliott that came over there. They even had Cam Newton that tried to play over there a little bit. None of it worked. And, you know, even with somebody like Mac Jones playing for their team and stinking up the joint a little bit over there. It even, um, Zepe, should I say, um, you know, they've been trying to figure it out and nothing seemed to work so far that they've been at the bottom of the barrel, Like they didn't even make it to playoffs. It's a different feel for them. I know they were probably just, you know, itching and breaking out every which way, trying to figure out. It's like, I never had this feeling before. What's that feeling? Losing. <laughs> And so it just, it had never been the same since. I'm not saying that Tom Brady was probably that person that kept everybody in. Not to mention, he had something, you know, along there with that connection between those two of him and Belichick as well. Um, but it kind of showed a little bit with that. And Belichick's still a great coach, even though he was still underneath the Patriots. Mind you, he did also coach defensively for the Giants, mind you. So that's why there was no real ill will with Belichick for me, you know. Obviously, you know, there is because he's a Patriots. But, you know, you have that small little stint saying, ah, well, he used to be a Giant. So, you know, you know, he did a lot better than somebody like Jason Garrett did for the offensive coordinator. Don't get me started with that. But anyway, um, mind you, coming from the Cowboys. So, you know, that, that fits. That fits a lot. So, you know, that's what happened there. So, what would this mean now for Belichick? Um... I, I can't say at least where he would do. What would he do? I don't know if he would go somewhere as to say go to the NCAA football, perhaps. Um, I don't know if he's going to go into some of these teams that are vacant spots right now, losing-wise. Um, could be the Panthers. He could go somewhere else as in terms of the Falcons because they got rid of his the coach over there as well. I mean, there's a lot of spots. And on top of that, too, is he going to be willing to be the head coach or be the offensive coach, defensive coach, special teams coach? There's a lot of spots out there for coaching out there, believe it or not. And so, you know, it may not just be maybe head coaching. We'll, we'll see. We don't know. Um but that's up to him to decide on that. They had a whole press conference for him and stuff like that leaving. But you got to give him credit for the amount of championships the man was able to bring for that team. But um, that's a huge shift um, for sure of uh, the uh, Patriots as well. And so, yeah. And right then, the Patriots happened to actually swap out. Um, they actually have to get a new coach, actually, for the Patriots, too. Um, so that was interesting. His last name was Mayo. Yes, Mayo. Um, just because I don't follow the Patriots like that, but his last name is Mayo. So, and the person with that being is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, is who they're going to put up there for that as well. And his Gerard Mayo is the coach. So, 
yeah, we'll see how he fits into the culture of that entire team. Um, and see what they could probably bring to kind of more or less continue on the train of the Patriots trying to get back to, I guess, some kind of championship feel for the team. But that was two big coaches there. And in total, three big coaches in the span of both NCAA football and NFL. Huge. And within a span of 24 hours, <laughs> I mean, it had to probably break a record at least because it was just like, dude, that's three big football coaches. We're not talking scrubs. No. No. I mean, when you bring up the names of the teams that they play for, you thought of them. So that's huge. You know, usually a lot of times it's like, oh, it's usually the players. Like, yeah, it's true. Sometimes it's just the coaches, but that's what happened there as well. So it's kind of interesting seeing that foo and, you know, everything along that line. So, yeah. But we're going to talk about some NFL games that happened as it was the last week, last season of the um, regular season, at least, of the NFL. And thus it goes like this. We got the Steelers and the Ravens. Yep. I joked with my coworker about this because he kept bringing about his Ravens as he is a Ravens fan. And I told him, don't sleep on the Ravens. Even though, yes, I know this is the last week and they probably be like, oh, we're resting players. We're doing this. Maybe this game just, it don't bother us at all if we lose. Because we got it. And thus, the Ravens are technically, yes, have a bye. So that's why it never affected them. But, you know, you don't want to give anybody any chances, especially if this is your rival team. Thus, it is <laughs> of that being the Steelers. And from that win, shout out to Mike Tomlin, uh, you know, from the VA streets, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, we, we're a different breed. We're a different breed. And thus, they happen to win 17 and 10 from that game. So much that made them actually get into the playoffs of the wild card. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully it don't backfire on the Ravens, because if it does, you best believe your boy's going to be laughing. <laughs> Not only at my coworker, but <laughs> laughing so loud because I'm just like, that's some irony right there. You could have ended them, but you didn't. Yeah. Sucks, doesn't it? It does. But anywho, moving on. Texans and the Colts. The Colts happened to take an L against the Texans. And shout out to the Texans, too, because they also made their ways into the playoffs. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Because they were struggling in the beginning. New coach. You know, you have C.J. Shroud over there, too, as well. Coach um, playing over there in quarterback. I mean, and, you know, everything that happened with the Texans, the whole thing with Deshaun Watson and everything like that, right? Just bouncing back from that. They still prevailed and yet made their way into the playoffs. Moving on with the Jaguars and the Titans. Jaguars, they, this was a game they were supposed to win, and they didn't. And so it was Titans 28-20. And thus, due to that loss, the Jaguars lost their chance to coming into the playoffs. It's unfortunate, especially for their season this year, because they actually were surprising a lot of us. Just like the Lions, they were surprising everybody, because the Jaguars, to me, have been trash since I was born. And the Lions were just as bad, too. But the fact is that this roughly was their time that the Jaguars was being legit. They choked. And that's the unfortunate way of losing and going out. You can't go out with a bang like that. It, it just, it's, that's terrible. So hopefully they enjoy their trip over to Tahiti or somewhere because that was just bad. But the fact is that you got the Vikings and the Lions. The Lions happened to win 30 to 20. As the Vikings were up and down this season, but yeah, rough. But the fact is that they took an L from there. The Falcons is another team as well that took an L. 
in so many different ways. But the Saints happen to win that one with 48 to 17. The Jets and the Patriots. Well, both teams are terrible, and both teams are not in the playoffs. But the fact is that the Jets happen to win that one 17 to 3 that night. The Buccaneers and the Panthers, same situation. Even though the Bucks are going into the playoffs and the Panthers are trash, the Buccaneers won that one 9 to 0. Browns and the Bengals, the battle of. I guess you could say brown skin. I mean, well, technically the Bengals got like the orange because it's like a tiger. So, yeah. The battle of the bees, I guess. I don't know. It felt that fl that fell flat. But anyway, the Bengals, um, 31 to 14 with the Browns. So yeah, but yeah, that that happened. So anyway, the Bears and the Packers. Uh, the Packers happened to prevail in there and win, as I expected them to, because they always be destroying the Bears. 17 to 9. But on an interesting note with the Bears, considering the fact that again, homie Justin Fields happened to say he is done with the Bears. He's actually trying to dip out of there as well, which I can't blame him. I mean, you have a record of 7 and 10. The talent that you have, the potential that you have, you can't do it with the Bears in Chicago. I'm telling you right now, that that team right there, mm -mm, mm -mm. I, I can't remember when the Bears were legit. They're just as bad as at the time when the Jaguars and Lions were like that. But, you know, I can't remember that. But he said he ain't staying for that. So, you know, he can always come to the Giants, you know what I'm saying? We always got good seats, you know what I'm saying? It might be a little cold, but, you know, they're used to the windy city out there. So, you know, just, you know, keep us in mind, you know what I'm saying? I know the Giants will fumble it. But, you know, I'm just saying, you know, you know, come over to our side, you know. Just saying, just saying. Help a brother out because we need help. But the fact is that the next game was the Cowboys and the Commanders. And though I wish the Commanders destroyed the Cowboys as much as I would love and fantasize about that, I knew that wasn't going to happen. And so the Cowboys happened to win 38-10. to 10. And, Jesus, I mean, it, yeah, put a pin on them for a second. But the Cowboys happened to win that one. The Ra Raiders and the Broncos. Raiders went against each other and won 27-14. to 14. Uh, the Broncos probably got a lot of work to do as well because of the drama that's probably going to happen upon the in terms of the offseason as well, between especially with Russ, because, you know, you're trying to keep him, and that man's saying, nope, I'm going to say see y'all later. And again, they give up a lot of people to keep him, so, or to get him, more or less. So that's going to be interesting. My Giants went against the Eagles. And it's like a bittersweet moment here, and I'll tell you why. First off, the sweet part is that we won, okay? <laughs> we're the Giants. Come on now. I know we're trash this season, and I know we ain't going to the playoffs, clearly. But we won, so, you know, hey, I take it. I take it for what it is. I take it for what it, it is. But 27-10. and 10. But it's bitter because with the Eagles, they were supposed to at least get that NFC type of division, you know, marking. And they were struggling towards the end of the season, which I was like, bro, what? So, um, yeah, hey, you let the Cowboys in there. And I was so mad at them. I was like, Eagles, y'all were supposed to get this. So, like I said before, and I said it then too, I was like, if the Giants had lost, I would have been like, eh, you know, because it would have gave the Eagles a chance. And they blew it. So, yeah, so now we got to see the Cowboys come up there into that top pedestal. And I'm like, and you know we hate the fan base of them. <laughs> Can't stand them. But the uh, Seahawks and the Cardinals, the Battle of the Birds. And the Seahawks happened to win that one barely by 21-20. and 20. 
and the Rams and the 49ers surprisingly the 49ers were struggling with the Rams in fact they lost to them and it was 21 to 20 very interesting indeed but they still clinched their part of the division anyway so again it's one of those things like the Ravens for the NFC they didn't have to worry about it as much so but you know they somehow struggled against the Rams then it was the Chiefs and the Chargers, and thus the Chiefs barely won that one with 13 and 12. Chargers not even in the playoffs, but the Chiefs are. And then you have the Bills and the Dolphins. Um, I said this was a coin flip for me, but the Bills somehow squeaked by with this win of 21 and 14. Now, having all said that, the tables are set into the wild card. Going into this weekend, we have some games that's happening tomorrow as well as on Sunday and Monday. So, you know, it's going to be a jam-packed amount of games that's going to be happening and people are going to be probably losing their minds. So you have, tomorrow at 4.30, you have the Browns and the Texans going against each other. And it's going to be very interesting, right? Imagine if Deshaun Watson was playing still, right? This would have been a story right there. But who would I think I would come out of here? You know, I'll go with the underdog. I'll go with the Texans. We'll see how they, let's see how far they can pull. They pull, they pull so many tricks going into the season. So I'm going to see how far they go. Dolphins and the Chiefs, that will be a dogfight. Would at 8 p.m. So they both were solid teams. Chiefs obviously are the previous winners of the Super Bowl, and obviously they don't want to lose. And you got the Dolphins. So that's a game to look forward to as well. Then you got the Steelers and the Bills. And well, then this is a Sunday at 1 p.m. But the Steelers and the Bills, I could obviously say the Bills, but I don't want to see my Mike Tomlin though with the Steelers though. Which, by the way, winning his coach so far again, going 17 straight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, we're VA blood, you know. Not to brag, splash, as his little catchphrase goes. But the Steelers and the Bills, I guess you can say the Bills for that one. I mean, they choke every time in the playoffs, so it would not surprise me if they lose here. I'm serious. I've seen it. It's on receipts. It's, a, it's, it's on record. So, but, you know, hey, we'll see. And as for the Packers and the Cowboys, 4:30. Boy, do I want the Packers to beat them so bad. But I feel like this Cowboys is gonna probably win. Surprise me, please, please beat them, please. I don't want to see them <laughs> go any further. But the Rams and the Lions, I would say the Lions for that one. If they play their game, they should be fine. And then the Eagles and the Buccaneers on Monday. The Eagles got like, the Eagles got to get this one. I mean, I know it's the Bucks, but you know the Eagles should not be sleeping on here as well. So that's pretty much all the news there as well for the NFL. We're gonna turn a little bit to the NBA real quick. There were some games that happened, and it was some also some news as well. John Morant happened to be injured um, earlier in this week, and it was out for the remaining of the season because of the surgery that he has to have after he just came back in and made a explosive return. He got he did do some surgery, and I was like, oh man. Ugh. So that's going to be a big stain into the Grizzlies, and it wouldn't surprise me if they go nowhere with the team this season as well. Um, that's a lot. That That's a lot. So, um, so it's kind of interesting to say the least for that game. Um, but there were some games that happened that they were you know, getting smacked around left and right from the um, by the Suns. You know, they were well organized and everything, too, and they happened to take an L. And so, yeah, that's um, that's what happened. 
so yeah that game's going on there as well and whatnot too so um it was interesting that yesterday as well when i caught that game um you also have the celtics and milwaukee went against each other and milwaukee came in there and beat up the celtics pretty bad at home and i was like yikes so uh well actually telling the bucks were at home exactly so it was a beat down there um so and then my Knicks unfortunately lost to the mavericks so yeah that happened there as well but today we got some games going on we got the kings and the 76ers i would say the kings for this one the pacers and the hawks i would say the pacers for that one as well the rockets and the pistons rockets trailblazers and timberwolves well i'll say timberwolves magic and heat as uh, it's awesome i'll say heat clippers and grizzlies clippers warriors and the bulls mm, warriors hornets and the spurs yeah um, i'll say the spurs and then you got the raptor raptors and the jazz raptors pelicans and nuggets nuggets so then of course you got more games going out tomorrow as well and throughout the weekend as well too um so that's gonna be interesting as well and fun to watch too as well as for the standings go so far you know you got the eastern conference right now the celtics are leading that pack with 29 and 9 behind the bucks is 26 and 12 76ers are behind there with 23 and 13 pacers 22 and 15 tied with the cavaliers that's also in the fifth spot right now my knicks are 22 and 16 um their sixth spot right now but that could change anytime anywhere um, tied for both the same record, mind you, as they're both facing each other tonight, is the Heat and the Magic with 21 and 16. The Bulls are ninth spot with 18 and 21. The Nets are 16 and 22, 10th spot. Hawks are 11th spot with 15 and 21. Raptors 12 with 15 and 23. Hornets 8 and 27. Wizards 6 and 31, and the Sad Pistons 3 and 35. Yep, that's how that works. The Timberwolves happen to be literally in a charge right now, but they're tied right now with the Thunder for first spot right now because they got the same record. So, uh, but the Nuggets are third spot with 26 and 13. Clippers 24 and 13. Kings 23 and 14. The Pelicans 23 and 15. Mavericks 23 and 16. Suns 20 and 18. Rockets flat even of 18 and 18. And then it just goes from below 500 from there with the Lakers, 19 and 20 with the Jazz, um, Warriors 17 and 20, Grizzlies 14 23, Trailblazers 10 and 27, and the Spurs 6 and 30. So again, all these can change um, into the regular season and stuff like that in between. I know, especially when I was listening to Charles Barkley in the um, NBA on TNT. Shout out to that crew. Um, I agree, and a lot of them were discussing that as well. You know, I know Kenny and them all mentioned it about that with the Lakers specifically, because just just because of that game yesterday. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, in terms of my two cents with the Lakers, I mean, it, it's it's kind of crazy because of course you know you think of the Lakers, you you do think of championships. You can't lie on them on that part. I mean, they got a lot of championships just right up there with the Celtics. But around now, I mean, you have LeBron, who's at his age, that's literally playing like like he's young still. And the young squad hasn't really done anything so far from elevating the the whole entire team so far. I mean, AD's out there as well. You got D'Angelo Russell as well, too, that came up there as well. But 
they made some moves before then in terms of the trade deadline and then they started picking up towards the end close to the playoffs but i was like that's the worst time to do that you need to have a good cushion in the beginning and then they found themselves trapped in a corner and they can't seem to get out of it and it just continued into this season so i don't know what they can try to do with that team right now so hopefully they can hopefully wake up a little bit i mean i know this is january and we got some time before then but not much maybe march before you know it so as well as there's some other little, some other games was happening too for college basketball too um you got tennessee and georgia facing each other syracuse and unc also as well i'll say unc for that one uh northern northwestern and wisconsin with wisconsin there st john's uh and creighton I'll say St. John for that one. Kentucky and Texas A&M. I probably would say Kentucky. Oklahoma and Kansas. Kansas. San Diego State and New Mexico. San Diego State. Purdue and Penn State. I'll say Purdue. Boston College and Clemson. Clemson. Utah State and uh, UNLV. Utah State. BYU and UCF. I might low-key go with a wild card and say UCF. Georgia Tech and Duke. Duke. LSU and Auburn. Auburn. Houston and TCU, Houston, Texas and West Virginia, I would say Texas, Arizona and um, Utah State, Arizona, Cincinnati and Baylor, I'll say Baylor. So there's some other games and there's also, also some other games that's happening Sunday and also on Monday as well, especially that game with Villanova and Marquette. That would be very interesting. That's happening on Monday as well. So that's going to be very cool as well, too. They got women's basketball games as well that's happening throughout the weekend, too. That's going to be interesting, too. Um, going into the week, there were some interesting games that happened. I think I saw one with LSU was playing. I forgot when that day was when LSU was playing. Uh, was that Harbin? Nah. I think it might have been. I'm not sure. No, no LSU went against uh, Texas A&M. That's the one I saw too, as well. And they won that one. And it was uh, 87 to 70 as well. South Carolina still out there whipping. So um, you had Stanford and Utah playing today as well. And then you had California and Colorado. But um, some other games to look into. I know UConn's playing some too, as well with Shane John. So that should be interesting too. Um, yeah. And I know another one you should definitely check out is Virginia Tech and Florida State. Florida State's been pretty good too, as well. Um, so that should be very cool as well. So you yeah, got some good games going on in there as well to look forward to in terms of the NCAA basketball for men's and women. But that shall be about it for the podcast. Thank you guys for listening as always. Um, you guys have yourselves a wonderful weekend. Um, and also keep in remembrance of the weekend too and the importance of this weekend as well as we go into Martha the King Jr. Day and what impact and significance that was for him and what he brought to us and how it shifted everything in america in today's society too excuse me but as always thank you guys for listening and i will talk to you guys next time later